I'm Geordie Lucas, your host and founder of It's All Her. I was an actress in a previous life and I'm a mum to a toddler. I've got a lot going on and I have a passion for helping women live simpler, better lives. Now, September is Blood Cancer Awareness Month. So this week on the site, we have one woman tell her story of how she has lived with leukemia for the last 10 years and what Natalie has been able to achieve despite her diagnosis, which currently has no cure, is incredible. It's a very inspiring read. And we've also linked in our podcast episode with Bryony Benjamin within that article as well. If you didn't catch Bryony's episode, she was a video producer at Mamma Mia who received her leukemia diagnosis 18 months after she started showing symptoms. Now, unbelievably, she made a full recovery, but my chat with her just highlighted how important it is to advocate for yourself when you know something isn't right. So I'll leave the links to Natalie's article and Bryony's episode in the show notes. And if you can, please donate to the Leukemia Foundation this month. I will leave links to their page as well. Now to this week's guest. Steph Pace shares her organization tips and tricks with her massive online following. And I believe she's Australia's answer to Marie Kondo. Also known as Just Another Mummy blog, Steph is on a mission to make motherhood less daunting for women as she shares her tips on getting on top of things around the home. She also shares her battle with postnatal depression and anxiety. Now, if you follow my personal Instagram, you'll know that I still suffer pretty badly with postnatal anxiety and so much of Steph's story mirrors mine. So I was really excited to share our experience and talk about it. We also hear about how to turn your business idea into a reality and what's next for Steph Pace Planners. And if you're wanting to get a product idea off the ground, you must stay tuned for her advice on that. Here's my chat with Steph. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast this week. How are you going? I know you're in lockdown week nine. (laughs) Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here with you virtually. Um, (laughs) Yes, week nine. It's it's a great time. Not really. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to keep sane. I'm very lucky, obviously, having my um, online business. I can still come to the warehouse and pack orders. So that has been my sanity. Mm. Uh, But, yeah, I'm very, very lucky in that respect because I know a lot of other people are, you know, stuck at home all the time so yeah. I'm very grateful for that yeah so tell me about how you uh got your start on Instagram you've got over 200,000 followers just on Instagram alone how did it all begin for you it's so funny because it's like it feels like a lifetime ago so <laughs> I basically started my Instagram slash like blog website mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call it when my first daughter Harper was born uh so that was about five and a half years ago now and I literally just started it because you know I was a new mom yeah none of my friends at the time had kids so I felt pretty alone I think I was yeah I was about 25 so relatively yeah. relatively young yeah and yeah I felt really alone and I think especially for me um, I suffered with anxiety and I actually did get some postnatal depression but I really needed something kind of like a hobby to keep me occupied, kind of help me structure my day a little bit. As you guys would know, I'm very much about routine and structure. So, you know, having a a baby literally throws a huge spanner in the works and it's the biggest change a woman I think will ever go through. So for me, I really felt like I needed an outlet just to, you know, journal my thoughts, connect to other mums. And that was really my saving grace. Like we all feel like you know, they say it takes a village to raise a child. And I really think, you know, a mother alone needs a community um, yes. that they can talk to. So it literally started from that. And I kind of just 
back then it was uh, Snapchat days, I think. There was no Instagram stories. So I would hop on Snapchat on every day yeah. and just connect with other mums. And it was, you know, it was pretty scary. I think anyone, you know, having their own business or showing up online would understand it can be quite daunting showing up. Mm. I'm sure you, did you kind of get that feeling when you started the podcast? Did you get a bit like? Yeah, yeah, it is It is daunting sharing things. And I think the scary thing is is that you're never going to please everyone. So there's always mm. going to be someone who disagrees with you. Um, yeah, definitely. You know, or who doesn't agree with the way you parent your child. So, yeah, it is scary, isn't it? Yeah, but I think like when you can kind of, accept that as what you said like you can't please everyone yeah and it's still something I still learn even now when I make products I'm like you know not everyone's gonna like what I make and that's okay Mm -hmm. like you want to cater to your community and who aligns with you yeah Uh, so yeah and my husband actually Ryan he uh he was the one who kind of pushed me to doing it because I was always second guess myself and I'm like no I was like an idiot people because it wasn't like a not not many people were really doing it back then. Like there was some bloggers, but there wasn't many. Yeah. So yeah, because there's. I mean, mummy blogging is such a huge thing, but it's also a, yeah. a way for women to make money when they're at home. Mm. Kids. When did you realize? Oh, this could actually be more than just a sort of passion project. And when did you realize it could turn into a bit of a a job and an income? Yeah, it's funny because when I started, I had no idea that. Like I had no idea about like influencers or whatever it is. And yeah. and I actually made the name Just Another Mummy Blog as like a joke because I was yeah. like, yep, just another one. Um, and now I actually, I hate the name, but Instagram won't let me change it because I've got oh, that, really? that verification tick. So now I can't change the name. It's so annoying. Oh. Yeah, you can't change it. It's, it's like I have to send a pigeon or something or an owl <laughs> to Instagram to ask them to approve it. I'm like, how am I meant to do that? so funny um yeah so I kind of made it as a joke but um it definitely it was daunting but it really did empower me and I think you know coming out of high school and then becoming a mother you kind of can lose who you are who you are like Mm. who are you trying to learn who you are as a person so it did help and then from there I think when I started realizing it can be a job is when brands would start writing to me and I was like what like what is this (laughs) they want to I remember my first ever brand wanted to send me, it was like a dog subscription box. So it was like they send you dog toys every month. And Ryan, and I was like, oh, my goodness, like, Ryan, look at this. this they want to send me something. Yeah. And Ryan's like, Steph, you're not doing that. <laughs> so, and I think um, for me, it really started taking off. I think it was before the, all the organising was happening on Instagram because for me, uh, Ryan and I always lived in small units. So for mm-hmm. me, um, we didn't have much space. So I had to really utilise like decluttering. I had to maximise the space we had. So I just kind of yeah. started sharing my little hacks that I've been doing for years and then it kind of took off. And then I know because I've, I've known forever who Marie, Marie Kondo is. She's that organising yeah. lady that's on Netflix. But I've known her who she is forever. And then she kind of got big. And then I think because I was already organising, um, my platform took off even more. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I think it was oh, maybe three years in till like it's, there was never really a moment I was like, wow, this is a business. But, yeah, mm. it kind of it just evolved as I yeah. went along. You share so much online um, and I, I was reading your blog and there was one particular one about your experience with postnatal depression and anxiety and it was honestly like I could have been reading something that I wrote myself. Like I the women in my family all suffer anxiety. Um, you know, I can remember way back being a little girl suffering with it. 
Can you tell us some of your earliest memories of um, suffering with anxiety? Yeah, for sure. And it's kind of crazy because it's like, as you said, you can, that's all you can remember. Mm. And I, I was quite grateful in the respect that, as you said, the women in my family have anxiety. So as soon as I have like anxiety attacks and stuff like that, my mum would straight away tell me what it was. So it's not like I didn't, I never felt like there was something wrong with me, which was a really, really good support network I had. And I do Mm. feel for women, women reach out to me all the time and they're experiencing anxiety attacks and anxiety attacks, sorry, anxiety and panic attacks. Yeah. And they they think they're dying. Like they're like, what yeah. is going on? Like they think they're having a heart attack. And that's what it feels like. Don't you agree? Mm, like it feels like you're yeah. having a heart attack. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's horrible. So if you don't have people around you telling you what's going on, that would be mortifying. But I remember mm. my probably my earliest memory was I think it was like my first day of kindergarten and I remember crying to my mum and freaking out. I was like, I don't want to go to year six. I don't want to go to year six. Mum's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I just I just panic about the future and I feel yeah. like people that suffer with anxiety like for me I'm always in the future and it's like I'm trying to learn to be more present. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's something with me as well, especially becoming a mum, you worry about what could happen in the future with your kids and that has been such a huge source of anxiety for me since becoming a mum. Oh, absolutely. You're just thinking about everything. Like Yeah. For me, for example, it's funny because, like, I've always had anxiety, but I've never been anxious on planes. And then ever since I've become mm. a mom, I can I freak out every time I get on a plane. Not that I've been able to for a long time, but you <laughs> just things I wasn't scared of before, now I'm scared of. Yeah. What does what are some of your sort of triggers before, even before you were a mom? What what were some of the triggers for you to? I think for me, it's like if I know, especially like as a mom, I feel like we wear so many hats. But when I have a lot of different like important things to do in like say work and then home Mm. and then something to do with my kids like that type of thing triggers me pretty easily and that's why I'm so big on organization and planning um and it's a huge trigger for me so something like that and then also like just being away from my family is a huge trigger I'm always like worried about something happens yeah travel that's a big trigger which never used to be but yeah used to it's mostly about when I have a lot of events on even like if I have a big I always have a big week but when it's on different sections of my life because I'm yeah. always feeling like I'm torn like I feel like any mum feels like this even if you work or not you constantly feel like you're torn between like all the different people and different roles you play in your life yeah because we wear so many hats don't we we're, we're mums wives workers yeah care, like exactly. we're everything yeah and it's really like it does even if you don't have anxiety like it's going to cause anyone to feel anxious when you think mm. about it and sort of panic attacks and anxiety looks different for everyone how does it how does a panic attack present for you I'm quite internal with mine yeah so am I um yeah <laughs> like a lot of people wouldn't know that I'm having one yeah um most of the time yeah I'm very it's like internal but Ryan will know my husband because he mm. knows I'm quite a, a chatty person and as soon as yeah. I kind of shut down he knows I'm going through something so he just like he'll just distract the kids or yeah. So I'm very internal, but inside yeah. you feel like you're going to explode. Yeah. It's really it's hard, intense. isn't it? Do so you worry about the girls suffering? Yes, definitely. Definitely. And I think because, like, obviously, as we both know, like when anxiety runs in your family, it's something mm. you, like, that's my worst fear for the girls. And I already yeah. start to feel a little bit like that with Harper. She's five. I'm starting to see yeah. a little bit of traits in her that could possibly be that I'm hoping it's not I hope mm. it's just me overreacting yeah. um, <laughs> which is anxiety I, as well <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
nervous, anxious about them being anxious. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm definitely, it is definitely a thing, but I'm hoping that with the tools that I've learned and the fact just me having that comfort, knowing that when I was little and I was going through the same thing that mm. my mom reassured me that I can pass that down and reassure her. And I feel like it's a lot more talk spoken about now. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So how do you sort of cope on a day-to-day basis? What are some of the things that you've learned over the years, um, you know, just to make life more manageable? Because I, I have felt sometimes in the past, like, my God, this is like so overwhelming and it's a constant daily thing that you that you deal with so how do you cope on the daily well for me this is where my organization and planning came into play because Mm. growing up as like a teenager I was the messiest person on the planet which people struggle to believe but I was the messiest kid my mum I remember I used to have this shelf of toys and it was just so messy my mum couldn't stand it she put a shower curtain on it because she's like (laughs) I was so messy and it's funny because as I started um like my teenage years and in my early 20s mm. um it started getting really really bad like it was even affecting my actual health because I'd see the clutter and then to you know distract myself from that I'd eat junk oh, I'd wow. binge drinking just all the bad habits started yeah. creeping up on me and I think it was when uh Ryan and I moved into our one of our first homes and it was quite a small unit mm. and I had to I was like forced to declutter and because I just was so sick of living in that clutter and you would be so surprised how much clutter affects your mental and physical health. Yeah. It's a huge, huge thing. So it's like, you know, say, for example, you go home, like say if you work from home or if you go home to, you know, get something done. If your mm. house is a mess, it is your brain. So your brain likes to be things to be organised. It's how mm. we're made. So for us, having that clutter is already going to raise your cortisol levels. There's actually like studies on this. Studies done. on it, yeah. Yeah. And it straight away, you will either not get what you need to do done. You won't mm. be productive because you're too distracted by all the junk or you will start to try and make yourself feel better. So you'll probably start, you know, eating, watching TV, doing something that's just just not doing what you're meant to be doing. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's a huge thing. and. I think once you start cleaning up that clutter around you, your brain, like you're going to feel so much more light Mm. and you're going to be able to think clearly. You're not going to have that brain fog. And a lot of the time that brain fog is literally because of clutter around you. Yeah. And then also for me to to manage day-to-day life is one of the little things I like to do is um, basically like I'm a huge advocate for planning. Obviously I've got my brain planners (laughs) clearly, but honestly writing things down is so good for your mental health because you carry so much like of a mental load, like trying to remember all the things you have to do. Yeah. That within itself is more stressful than doing the tasks that you have to do. Literally Mm. it's more stressful. So writing it down on paper and just doing a big brain dump, it helps so much. Yeah. And then also what I like to do is obviously I've got my to-do list, so I'll write out what I need to do each day, but also just not being hard on myself if I don't get everything done. Yes. One, yeah, like it's so easy to be like, oh, I didn't get this done, I didn't get that done. So one big thing I do, you know, on my community, I actually posted one yesterday on my Instagram stories. I have this little template and it says like, I may not have got this done. So I've listed like I didn't get to do the groceries, I didn't change the sheets. But mm. what I did get done was I played with my kids, we mm. baked, we went outside. So it's really focusing on what you did get done or not what you didn't. That is the big shift for me. Yeah. And I think one thing that, God, we all need more of these days is perspective. 
Yes. And that sounds like it's giving, it gives us perspective on, you know, what yeah. we do achieve. Absolutely. And if you think about when you're a mom, like you do so much each day, like yeah. literally. So if you <laughs> list all of that down, instead of being upset with yourself if you didn't, you know, send that email or do the washing or cook that dinner. Yeah. Think about all, like you kept your kids happy, you kept them fed. Mm. People are homeschooling at the moment. Like we just need to be kinder to ourselves really, show yourself some more compassion. Definitely. So you've always been a list person and, and writing things down. When did you sort of think, oh, I could actually develop a, a product and what was that sort of process like? Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, it was something I definitely, again, didn't think, I'm quite, I can be quite hard on myself and I'm getting mm. a lot better with that. I think we all can. Yeah. But I've always loved planners and the planners on the market were always just, you always had to add things on. Like yeah. I like to have workout, my workout planner in there. I like to have the budget. So all the planners on the market, they weren't pretty enough for me either. <laughs> <laughs> and I hated having to like add things on because then when you added everything on, it's over like $100 for a planner. Yeah. So I remember sitting in my lounge room because my business, Steph Face Planners, is two years old now. Yeah. I remember sitting in the lounge room. I remember at the time my cousins were over and I said to mm-hmm. them, I just randomly were, I think I was having a wine, we were watching TV, and I said to them, what if I? What do you guys think if I made a planner? And they were like, yes. Yeah. And it just, it just happened. So I basically, I've always had this image in my head of this planner having like a budget tracker, like your life admin so you can plan like gifts, having mm. daily to-do list, having a habit tracker in there, just literally everything in a book yeah. that you don't have to add things onto. That's the beautiful blush colour. And, <laughs> um, yeah, so I worked with a, my graphic designer. We we created the design. I found a good manufacturer. Yeah. And um, I started doing it in my garage and I thought it was going to be a little thing I would do on the weekend. Mm-hmm. And we, I sold out the first lot within like a couple of days and then oh I God. bought a more in, a more in, and now I'm in my second warehouse. So How it's exciting. insane. Yeah, it's, it's the most rewarding thing ever. Knowing that you've built that up yourself and that it's all you, that's so incredible. Yeah, and it's really nice. And it just like just every day I get messages from mums just saying they feel like they have more balance. And mm. I think I think it's so easy for people to possibly come onto my Instagram and see it's all organised and that. But I feel like if you watch my stories and really find out the why behind it, like yeah. people will get to know that I'm just all about empowering people and I just don't want people to feel like they're a slave to their own home and their own life because there's so yeah. much more important things to be focusing on. So mm. I'm all about giving people the tools to feel like they can manage each day and get rid of that metal clutter. If we have any listeners now who are perhaps have an idea for a product in their mind, what would be some of your sort of top tips on actually turning that idea into a product and getting it off the ground? Definitely. Uh, So let's say it's a physical product because obviously if you're doing online courses and stuff, it's very different. But a physical product, Mm. I definitely want to make sure you're budgeting um, yeah. definitely getting a bookkeeper and accountant to help you with that as well. Cause I'm, I'm someone, I'm not the best with money. Like I'm not, yeah, I can budget, but I'm, I always underestimate how much things are going to cost always. Mm. So just like double the amount you think you're going to need to save and do that. Yeah. And depending on what it is, you have to obviously, I guess, it, again, it depends on the product, but find a good, a good like graphic designer. Mm-hmm. And then you have to do your research on manufacturers. And when you do say you find a couple of manufacturers, get so many different samples made because it does take a while to find the manufacturers that that is like the quality that you want. It took yeah. me 
forever. Yeah. And then when you find your manufacturer, that's where it definitely it is a lot better. And then basically, depending on if you're getting it manufactured in Australia or overseas, unfortunately, Australia is very, very, very expensive to manufacture things. Um, so make sure you're testing out a lot of different manufacturers for the quality that you want. And you do really mm. need to be picky with this and also making sure that you're covering your basis in terms of having contracts in place. I just don't ever want to see any entrepreneurs getting ripped off because you just never know. So having contracts in place and then from there making sure, see with me, I never really had like a marketing plan. Mm. I just winged it, but I did do marketing at uni. So I'm thinking that's probably helped me along the way. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. (laughs) So yeah, definitely, you know, just, showing the people behind the brand so in terms of having anyone that has a small business people want to buy from other people yeah Um, with me I always have a purpose behind every product I sell every Mm. post I make there's always and for me that's just helping people and people will know that so if you're genuine people will know that straight away so definitely just take your time save more than you think you need and Mm. don't be scared if if say someone on your team isn't working out don't be scared to try other people as well because you really want to align like the team I have now we are all just we work so well together and the community that we have just even at work is just amazing so obviously you're the face of of the brand and and you've got your sort of personal brand on on Instagram but, but who else is behind the scenes? So for me, I've got, in terms of Steph Pace Planners, because I'm kind of like split between two. I've got like the blog, Instagram, and then I've got SPP, so Steph Pace Planners. Yeah. So in Steph Pace Planners, I've got um, four people in the warehouse with me and we pack orders, we answer customer service emails, just all like admin, bookkeeping, all that fun stuff. So there's four of us here. And then in terms of the blog, I've got a manager. So she helps me in terms of like brand collaborations and stuff Mm. like that. So that's pretty much kind of like my team. I've also got a business consultant. So she's really good for me um, in terms of like guidance, especially because we like this brand has grown very quickly. So having like a business consultant and even like having a good bookkeeper is so important just to make sure it takes time you're not going to freak out about anything that's happened, any hidden taxes that you haven't paid. So (laughs) that type of thing. So that's kind of the team. And then obviously I've got Ryan, who's my little wingman as well. Yeah. (laughs) So you've obviously got this amazing range. Can you maybe give us a little hint of, or a little sneak peek as to what might be coming in the future? Yes. So we've got next month is pre-sales for the 2022 planners, which I've always, Mm -hmm. I'm always evolving and updating them and they're just going to be so amazing. I'm going to be focusing more on helping people in business and also mums and kids. So that's probably the biggest hint I've ever given anyone. So (laughs) we've got the scoop. (laughs) You do, you do. So, And even products, like products literally take me, like, for example, at the moment I'm working on pens. I've been doing these pens for a year. Yeah, okay. Because the colour has to be perfect and it's so hard with lifestyle products where paper goods like planners and notebooks and that, it's a bit more straightforward. But when it comes to like products, like pens, just back and forth trying to get the colour right, depending on what material it's on and because I'm so picky, it literally takes such a long time. So when things are released, people are probably like, oh, cool, she made a pen. But I'm like, that took me forever. (laughs) (laughs) Do you realise what has gone into that pen? Yes, very good pen (laughs) (laughs) so you share so much 
on your socials of, of how to make life, you know, simpler and easier. And that's what we are all about is, is making life simpler and better for women. What would some of your top tips be, apart from using your planners and getting organised, yeah. of course? What else would you suggest? Definitely in terms of saying just like decluttering your home and getting your house in order, I definitely always say don't think of the big picture because when you think of the whole house, mm. you're not going to start. There's no way, like that's just too overwhelming. And you, I know we all see these Netflix shows where people do the whole house in a weekend, but when you think that's not yeah. that's not reality for us. So I always like to tell people to focus on like bit by bit. So do like a draw one day a bench the other and you literally just chip away at it and yeah also it's it's something that's a work in progress and it's something also like I like to kind of you say organizations like fitness so with fitness you don't get to a point like a level of fitness and you just stay like that and you don't have to do it ever again you have to yeah, right. keep chipping away at it it's a habit you do every single day so it's the same with organizing every day I if I see something's a bit cluttered I'll just fix it up um, just be more mindful with purchasing items, stuff like that. But mm. it definitely becomes a habit and it does get easier, especially decluttering. Um, you do get a lot more cutthroat. Like I can declutter a room in two seconds flat because <laughs> we've moved seven times. So wow. it is def- yeah, it's definitely a process. But um, I do have like free challenges. So I've got like a 30-day declutter challenge. People can do that's free on the website. And it's yep. literally just doing a small task each day. And that's definitely something that's going to help you conquer your house but also just obviously being kind to yourself and knowing that you know some days you're just going to lay on the couch and watch Netflix Mm. and that's fine and some days you're going to probably declutter five spaces and that's good too but I think just not basing your worth off your productivity or your to-do list is very important and very important in these times as well in lockdown (laughs) absolutely people like stuck at home and just that you can get pretty lost but I'm hoping that by people like really working on their habits and their their routines they can you know find a hobby at the moment I've just gotten into plants I wasn't a plant oh, person I saw you've before. got a plant in your shower oh I literally am obsessed <laughs> I don't know what is happening to me I'm like now I'm the now I'm the plant lady and Ryan keeps we're getting old that's yard. what's happening <laughs> Oh, so funny. <laughs> Thank you so much, Steph, for joining us this week. Um, I'm sure all of our listeners will, if they're not following you already, will head over and get some more tips and, and um, get a planner for next year. I hope this all ends and we're out of lockdown yes. soon. Me too. I hope you're staying <laughs> sane. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of It's All Her, the podcast. If you've loved this episode, We'd love it if you'd rate, review and subscribe wherever you listen and we'll be back in your ears next week.